The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to Source of Truth podcast and happy Friday as we finish the week off together. Hope you've had a great week and I hope you keep your eyes on Jesus and hope that this has been a bit of an encouragement this week as we take time to study God's word together. And I'm glad you're with us. And today we're going to be getting into chapter two of the book of Ephesians as we continue to study through this. I've mentioned before as we study this uh, that the book of Ephesians, we're gonna be taking smaller chunks of scripture. What I mean is two, three, um, fourth probably verses at the most at a time, um, simply because there's so much to cover. I mean, today, under we, we, we've been stating that we want to state this identity, I am this, and, and really the next three episodes is going to come under the, iten- the term, the I am saved, the identity aspect that I am saved. Uh, but really what we're going to have to do, I think, to really do service to the passage, uh, my desire in these is not to be in a hurry to get through. My desire is to be able to explain uh, as much detail as we can what's happening here. I think there's a lot of that helps us, it roots us in the Word of God that we have a better understanding. And frankly, we, we do this every day. We don't really have a need to be in a hurry. And I think this gives us a chance to focus our attention on a smaller section and on a great topic. So verses 1 through 10 in Ephesians 2 reference our salvation, how we got saved, what we got saved from, what is the process of salvation. And if you have already been saved, you might think to yourself, I'm not sure that this information is as necessary. So at the beginning of this, let me encourage you that it probably is as necessary for you, if not more, than those who aren't saved yet. Because one of the things we have to learn when we get saved is what took place. We don't always know that when we get saved. All we know is this is the truth and we need it. Holy Spirit's convicted us. But as we begin to delve deeper into why it happened, what happened, especially after you've been saved, you can go back and look at the process and you really begin to see these truths. And the more you learn about what took place at that time, the greater foundation you have and the strength and security you have in this wonderful salvation we get from Christ. And so uh, today, Monday and Tuesday, we're going to talk about the idea that I am saved in three parts. Today, I am saved from my past condition. I am saved from my past condition. Verse, couple verses of Ephesians chapter 2. The Bible says this, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of the mind And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So these first three verses are referencing our past condition. So verse 1 actually kind of gives a synopsis of the first 10 verses in one thought. He says, You hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. The phrase hath he quickened is used again later in a few verses, but simply mean has you hath he made come alive. So really that what he's saying in that first verse is that he was explaining that prior to coming to salvation, uh, in one aspect of our life, we were dead. The Bible tells us that um, when we are saved, there are two spirits that fight amongst themselves. You have that flesh, that part of us, that dead, that fleshly, the human part of us that's always been there, that kind of desires sin, desires wrong, that before salvation, that's all we have. Which, of course, then why would people live any different way when all they have is this corrupted flesh, this corrupted human nature? 
um, then we get saved, we don't lose that. We gain the Holy Spirit. And so now inside of us, there's this constant battle, the, the human side that wants to do wrong, the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit side, enlightened by God that wants to do right. And what happens is, before salvation, we don't even recognize any of this teaching of the Word of God. The Bible says in Romans, it's foolishness to us. We see it all as silly because we're dead to it. We're, that spiritual side of us that we should recognize, the spiritual side of us that drives us as Christians before salvation, it makes no sense. It's dead. You're dead in these things. Once you get saved, you've been alive. You've been risen. That part of you that is dead now has been brought to life. And so now it's not just one. You're, there's two of you. And there's the human side and the spiritual side. And this, what we feed is what gets stronger. This is why as a Christian, you can still struggle with sin because you didn't lose the human side. The Holy Spirit helps us and gives us grace to overcome that. So what then the key to look at, though, in verse 2 and 3 is he describes our condition prior to coming and accepting and being saved. Verse two, wherein in time past, we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in children of disobedience. So he says two things. One, the course of this world, the thinking of the world, the culture of the world. The unsaved see everything the world is saying and to them it makes sense. Uh, not that long ago, yesterday, I read an article that there was a TV commentator, a new, I don't want to call it new commentator, entertaining, entertainment commentator, where she made the comment, uh, with all of the conflict in the news right now, with all the violence, they stated that the problem with these people is not just the, his opinion on gun, but the, it's this conservative Christian and gun thing. And she was stating that this strong Christian belief was what was driving people to want to go kill people. Uh, it, it was a, it's a foolish comment. But here's what I say. As much as I think this, this commentator is wrong, as much as the comment was foolish and ignorant, if you don't have Jesus in your life, why would she think differently? I don't get angry at her. It's, it's an ignorant comment, but I don't get angry at her because she's speaking out of ignorance. She doesn't have this truth. And she's walking, according to verse 2, according to the course of the world. What the world without Jesus says. By the way, can I tell you why we should feel bad? They are grasping at straws to explain the absolute anarchy of our culture right now. And they don't have an answer. And think about it. If we were to go through the things going on right now without an answer, we would struggle too. I wish we, the answer is evil, the answer is sin. And I, I, it's trite and I wish there was more, I wish there was more we could grab onto. It's just, it's just sin. And if people, it, and we could spend a lot of time on that, but unfortunately sin's part of it. And they all want to blame God and everything. I think it's funny. They don't want to claim that God exists until everything goes wrong. They don't want to blame God. The God they don't believe exists for all the problems of life. Again, if, you don't, if you've never been saved, that part of you has never been enlightened, you're just going to go to the world as the world does, and you're going to blame God only when it fits, and then you're going to claim he doesn't exist. The ignorance, the, the course of the world. Why? Because the second half of the verse says, you walk according to the prince and the power of the air. That is Satan. You walk according to the thinking of Satan. And Satan wants you to believe all these horrible things are God's fault and church's fault, when frankly, they're his. He is the source of anarchy. And we, we run from God and we follow the Because why? Before we get saved, we are part of Satan's kingdom. We are part of Satan's family. One commentator said it this way. We're kind of like in a graveyard. We are dead to the things that would help us. We can't understand them and we're in prison. We, we, we move, but we don't have life. Because if you really don't understand, if you can't see the world from both perspectives, from the humans, from, from our natural perspective and from God's perspective, you're pretty much dead. You don't really see it all. 
You're blinded to major parts that we need to see to understand. And then you're, you're just in captive to Satan. And if, it's not like, oh, I'm going to choose the part of Satan's family. No, you either in God's kingdom and Satan's kingdom. That's how it is. And that's where we were in prison in that. And he says in verse 3, among whom also we all had our, our conversation. The word conversation simply lifestyle. All of us at some point, that was our lifestyle. In times past, we lived in the lust of our flesh. Whatever we wanted to do, we did it. We fulfilled the desires of it and of our mind, the corrupt mind. And we were by nature the children of wrath. Just following this. This is just how we were born. And it's not that, I'm not saying these people are horrible, are worse sinners than anyone else. Even when they're not worse sinners than me. What I'm saying is they were born into that. And for whatever reason, they have been unable to hear acknowledge or accept the truth of Jesus. And that's where it was. And so that's where we were before we got saved. That's where you are if you've not been saved. There is no middle ground. Well, I'm not with Satan. I'm, I'm just in the middle. I don't believe in any of this. By the way, failure to believe a truth does not eliminate the truth. I'm going to say that again. A failure for someone to, to believe the truth does not eliminate the truth. I can deny that the sky is blue, but it doesn't change anything. And denying the existence of God does not eliminate my responsibility to God, does not eliminate my condition without God, and does not eliminate the truth of heaven and hell. You can say whatever you want, it does not. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of liars out there when it comes to religion and a lot of it. And I, don't, I understand the struggle that many people have with this idea because most of religion, a man-made system to make myself feel better, is fake. You have to get beyond religion. You've got to meet Jesus, the word, the true Jesus of the Bible. You get that, you see things differently. That's where we were. See, so God is telling us before salvation, this is where we were. But, verse 1, he hath quickened us, he has made us alive. So let me finish with this. If you have been saved and you've been made alive, you understand a bit of what, I under, what I'm talking about. Some of it may be new to you, but you can honestly say as you begin to experience your journey with Christ, hey, I'm not perfect by any stretch, but I understand that I view things differently. If you've not been saved, you see that, and sometimes you're frustrated because you think it's fake, like we're generating this. And I understand your frustration. But how can I tell you, if you can get beyond the fake religion of the world and you can just get to the Jesus of the Bible, you're going to see something that at least explains a whole lot more and an answer that is there. Uh, the answer that this world needs, that is screaming for and they don't even know it. And I hope you understand that. Continue to study the book of Ephesians. Stay with us these next couple episodes because we're going to give some detail on how you can find and, and gain that salvation. It so much begins to change us. and so much begins to make us a new person. Thanks again for joining us. I hope we don't look at our past condition we see today and look at it negative. Look at it as a guilt trip. Yes, it's a bad place but, and it was a rough place, but God's brought us from it. We have freedom from it. It does not have to control us. And I hope you're enjoying that freedom from it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us this week and being part of this. Hope you join us Sunday morning. Uh, we just have the morning service this week at our church. Uh, the morning service is at 10 o'clock in person. If you can't make it in person, we invite you to join us um, sun, uh, online at our website, bensevenbaptist.org, or our Facebook page, YouTube channel. Thanks again for joining us this week, and we look forward to seeing you again. Uh,